0: Hello and welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. On today's show, Reagan Gale from Pinkney Financial joins us to discuss the RRSP deadline coming up tomorrow. We also chat with Julie Penny from Big Brothers Big Sisters about their Bowl for Kids' Sake event coming up in March. Lastly, the head coach of the futsal program at Keanu College, Niels Slotboom, joins us to discuss ACAC championships coming up next week. Joining me on the phone here today is Reagan Gale. She is a senior financial advisor with Pinkney Financial Services. Reagan, how are you doing here today? I'm great,
1: Ryan. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, great to have you on the air here today. Uh RSP deadline is Thursday. Maybe explain why that deadline is so important for people to keep in mind.
1: Absolutely. Your RSP contribution is one of the most lucrative deductions you can do on your income tax. Um, and the government, CRA, will give us until uh, February 29th this year, because we're in a lease year, um, to make that final deposit to claim on your 2023 income tax filing. Uh, so that deadline's very important. If you miss it, it's too late. And um, it can really help if you expect to owe uh, CRA any income tax for 2023. It can really help uh, deduct from that or get yourself a nice credit to save for the future. Uh, it's really important too because every year, um, normally the deadline's March first. But since we're in a leap year, we'll want to make everyone aware that Thursday is the last day to get that money in your RSP.
0: So, what else should people know about this uh, RRSP?
1: Well, RSPs are really um, important because it's your savings for the future. Um, it's when you go to retire, often people don't realize that your your employer pensions uh, your Canada pension plan everything together doesn't quite add up to maybe the lifestyle uh, you'd like to retire with um, often more often not than not too. I hear people uh, the dream is to retire at fifty five um, retiring at 55 shortens your pension quite a bit. And then you have to rely on your own savings to make your dreams happen. So if you start investing in your RSPs early, um, that 55 can actually happen.
0: You mentioned, uh, some of the, uh, you know, implications, if you miss that, uh, contribution deadline, uh, is there mm-hmm. any way to contribute after the deadline or no?
1: There's no way to contribute. Now, you can contribute all year long, but for example, you know, maybe you're an oil sands worker and, you know, you're in a relatively high income tax bracket. If you're worried about owing in during a particularly high earnings year, maybe you worked a lot of overtime, you received company shares, um, you could be at risk of owing CRAs. So, um, adding to that RS what you get returned to you from your contribution is uh, your marginal tax rate. So if you're paying 40% income tax and you make a contribution of $1,000, you're going to get $400 back. Um, So after the deadline, now you're contributing for the 2024 tax year. So you really got to pay attention to um, when you get that in. And a service we provide actually is doing a kind of a mock tax return so we can tell you if you're going to potentially owe in any money and what you'd have to put in an rsp to offset it
0: you did mention uh with it being a leap year the deadline being thursday february 29th are there any other changes or updates to rsp rules people should uh, keep in mind for this tax year um
1: nothing has changed too much um if you're somebody who maxes out uh, your RSPs every year, um, the limit for this year, so every year they give you 18% of what you made the previous year as a limit to um, make a contribution. Um, however, that is up to a certain amount, and for 2023, it's 30780
0: can you discuss maybe the differences between RRSPs and other savings accounts, such as, you know, TFSAs, pension plans, uh, the ILK?
1: Yeah, for sure. So that's a question I get a lot actually, is should I contribute to an RSP or a TFSA, a tax-free savings account? Uh they two the two accounts do two very different things. Um the RSP is gonna get you that income tax deduction um, and you'll get a receipt to claim with your income tax filing. The tax-free savings account has limits as well, but we all have the same uh, limits. So the tax-free savings was created in 2009. And as long as you were eight, from the year you turned 18, your limit is cumulative since then. Now what the tax-free savings does is If you invest inside that account, say you put in $5,000 and you make $300, that $300 is all yours to keep. It doesn't have to be included in your income for the year to pay taxes on. So while both accounts shelter your investment, the tax-free does not get you any deductions. It just allows you to earn investment income without paying taxes on it.
0: Are there any common misconceptions about RRSPs?
1: Um, For sure. The RRSP system needs to be used appropriately. So um, what I tell clients is you should have kind of a pyramid of savings. Your bottom levels are your checking and savings accounts. Uh, It pays the bills every month. That middle tier might be a tax-free savings account for long, medium, uh, short to medium-term goals, like maybe taking the family to Disney in a couple years. The top of your pyramid is the RSP. What ends up hurting people sometimes is if you put all your savings in the RSP, you have nothing to lean on in case of an emergency. So you end up pulling from the RSP early. An RSP is really a tax deferral system. So if you're pulling money out of your RF back out of the RSPs when you're at your highest income earning years, then when you go to file your taxes that year, you're gonna owe CRA money potentially and nobody wants to do that. So as long as you're getting solid financial advice, you're building a plan so that you have other pots of money to lean on because the most complaints I've heard about RSPs is, oh, that's my money and now I'm paying taxes on it. Well, you're paying back the deduction you got in an earlier year. If it's not used appropriately, if you don't have solid financial advice, that's a common misconception that, you know, it's going to hurt in the future. But um, it's really leveling out your income tax obligation rather than having it peak at your highest income earning years.
0: Uh, Pinkney Financial uh, recently opened up a new tax company called Twin Tax. Uh, what can you tell me about it?
1: Yeah, so one cool thing we do with Pinkney Financial Services is everything is done in-house. So your investment, your income tax, your insurance needs, and we found that clients really like that because we work as a team to really give you solid advice. So, for example, this week has been really busy with clients coming in tell me how I can manipulate this tax return, you know, to be beneficial for me this year. So what do I need to put in the RSP? What can I claim? So in-house, we have twin tax. Um, So we have three very experienced tax preparers right in the building, Um, and sometimes we'll even book appointments together. So you'll see the tax preparer to say, okay, this is what – you could potentially put in an RSP, and then we'll come see me to do it. We can swap uh, paperwork back and forth. It just ends up being really convenient and uh, get a lot of clients. Um, uh, you know, they say it's really beneficial.
0: Reagan Gale, uh, Senior Financial Advisor with Pinkney Financial Services. Anything else you'd like to add here today?
1: Um, I do want to say that we do like, uh, we have experience and we focus a lot on long-term planning and helping people understand their pensions, especially oil sand workers. So with your free consultation, if you're worried at all about what retirement looks like for you, uh, give us a shout. Um, 780-743-4368 or book an appointment on the website pickneyfinancial.com and uh, we'll get you in for a free consultation to get you uh, all set up for your retirement planning.
0: Awesome, Reagan. Thank you so much for the time here today. Thanks, Ryan. It's been a pleasure. We'll be back with more next on Fort McMurray Matters. Thank you for joining us on Fort McMurray Matters. I'm your host, Ryan McNally. Joining me on the phone here today is Julie Penny. She's the executive director for Big Brothers, Big Sisters of Wood Buffalo. Julie, how are you doing here today?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you very much for having me.
0: Hey, it's great to have you on. Uh, What what can you tell me about uh, Bowl for Kids' Sake?
2: Yeah, so Bowl for Kids' Sake is back again this year. It's our premier fundraising event. So people in our community, friends, family, co-workers can come together to help us raise money and then also have some fun um, supporting Big Brothers Big Sisters youth mentoring programs here in the region.
0: So with so many activities out there, why bowling?
2: Bowling, you know, it's always a fun get-together, and then it's it's an enticing um, activity. Um, We've had lots of success with this. We used to do Curl for Kids previously, um, but before that it was bowl for Kids' Sake, and then we lost our bowling alley. So now that the bowling alley has come back, um, we've started doing our bowl for Kids' Sake.
0: And the good thing about the money raised with this event is that it stays locally, doesn't it?
2: It does, absolutely. So all the funds um, that teams submit by collecting pledges or any sponsorships that we do raise, it all stays locally. So it's all supporting our, our youth in, within the regional municipality of Buffalo.
0: I saw some of the pictures online from last year's event. I imagine it was uh, quite a successful one.
2: Yeah, it was it was a great success. Uh, we raised just over $30,000 last year, so we're hoping to to raise that up again this year. Yeah.
0: And uh, you did kind of answer this already, but do you have a fundraising goal for this year?
2: We do, yeah. We're hoping to raise just over 40000 Of course, it's great if we can raise more, uh, but that's our goal for this year.
0: Maybe talk about the work Big Brothers Big Sisters does and how beneficial it is for the community.
2: Absolutely. So, we provide evidence-based youth mentoring services to our young people, ages 6 to 18, um, all throughout the regional municipality of Wood Buffalo. So, whether that is through our one-to-one community-based program or our group mentoring programs, which is a heavy service delivery model that we have here. Um, and, you know, it's we have, our programs are very evidence-based and a lot of research goes behind this and it really shows that having a positive relationship for a young person does make an impact on their life. So, you know, having a mentor that can show that they care, they can challenge their growth, they can provide them support um, is really crucial to their development and um, for them knowing that they can actually reach their full potential and having someone that can kind of help them along that way.
0: And without going into too many specifics, I imagine there's a ton of success stories from Big Brothers, Big Sisters uh, in Wood Buffalo.
2: Yeah, there really is. And, you know, we are a big federation, so we're all across Canada and and internationally. And we do have a lot of successes um, within our matches and within our groups. And we're really proud of the work that we do here in the region.
0: What sets uh, Big Brothers, Big Sisters apart from other youth mentoring programs uh, around?
2: yeah so there are, of course, other youth services and whatnot. Um, we really pride ourselves in being evidence based within our youth mentoring programs. Um, we're free, so any anyone that accesses our services, there's no charge, same with any volunteers that come on board. Um, yeah,
0: and how can people volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters?
2: So we always are looking for volunteers. So right now um, our wait list for our one-to-one program is quite high and we've had to cap um, our wait list. Um, But basically... Anyone can drop into our office at any time. We have our website where you can fill out a form to get more information uh, on what that might look like. And then you can always give us a call at the office and we can chat you through the steps because we have an enrollment process for our volunteers. Um, and if you're looking for a shorter commitment, maybe, you know, the one-to-one program isn't the right fit, but you still want to give back and have an impact on our youth in the region, uh, our group mentoring programs might be a good fit. So we can always talk you through the those options as well.
0: Heading back to Bull for Kids' Sake, uh, how can people register for that event?
2: Yeah, so Bull for Kids' Sake is taking place on Saturday, March 23rd at the Alley YMM from 2 to 9.30 p.m. Um, If you're interested in signing a team, you can visit our website. It's woodbuffalo.bigbrothersbigsisters.ca and you'll see a Bull for Kids tab under our event page. You can also call the office and we can walk you through getting signed up. But essentially... Your team can consist of four to six, uh, four to six players, um, and we encourage teams to collect about $500 in pledges, uh, and then you can connect with us to choose your bowling time slot. So, of course, these are first-come, 1st first serve based on when the teams sign up with us. Um, and then we ask teams to to dress up. So we always have different costumes or um, themes. So this year we're kind of letting the teams choose their own costumes and there'll be prizes for um, best dressed. Um, But another incentive which is really exciting is that we have a grand prize this year for our fundraising teams so for every fifty dollar that a team raises each participant will receive a ballot that will be entered into to win two air canada economy class travel vouchers um, so the more money each team raises the higher chances that you have at winning two air canada travel vouchers
0: are there any other events big brothers big sisters is holding that you'd like to tell us about
2: Yeah, so we do, um, we will have our poutine week that will happen. And we also have our duck race, which usually happens in August and September of the year. And then we have our big SMS equipment wine action gala that will happen in September. Um, So all those details, if anyone's interested, will always be on our website or on our social media pages um, for when those dates will be coming up.
0: Julie Penny, the executive director for Big Brothers Big Sisters of Wood Buffalo. Anything else you'd like to add here today?
2: yeah thank you for having me and i hope that you'll consider helping us raise funds towards our mentoring movement because changing lives is right up our alley
0: we sure will try julie penny thank you so much for the time here today
2: thank you very much
0: we'll be back with more next on fort mcmurray matters and we're back on fort mcmurray matters i'm your host ryan mcnally joining me on the phone here today is Niels slotboom he is the head coach for the both men's and women's futsal teams. Niels, how's it going? Uh good, good. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, I guess how has the season gone for your teams?
3: Uh well, quite well. Um you know, we we play in a uh, in a tournament style season and there's two seeding rounds that uh, take place in in January and February. So we just finished those off, and uh, we played a total of 10 games and won all 10 games on both teams. So as a, as a whole program, we're 20-0 we're and 0 at the moment.
0: Yeah, I was going to mention, both men's and women's teams heading to ACAC, perfect 10-0 and 0 record. Uh, what's led to that success this season?
3: Well, I think it's the, the success that we carried over from the outdoor season. So we, we play soccer in our first semester, which uh, we, we start in August, and, and we work our way through uh, to the end of August, uh, october if our regular season and and uh both teams made it to a conference final there uh the men won it the girls unfortunately lost that in a penalty shootout so um there is some success there for the guys in winning a championship and some motivation to to do better on the girls side and uh, we've been able to build that that healthy culture and that high standard uh, into our uh, football season and uh, reaping some of those benefits uh, now of course with uh not haven't found much of a challenge yet. Really, kind of showing that we're uh, we're a notch above everybody else at the moment.
0: So, what has to happen to keep that success going? Uh, well into Championship uh, Weekend coming up here.
3: Yeah, I think it's the, the the consistency. I mean, every every single weekend we have to make sure that we when we compete that we're a step you know ahead of where we were the prior weekend. So that's no different for the Championship because everybody, of course, is uh, you know is going to try and do the same thing. And, and you know, it's a combination of the. Uh, of the six strongest teams because the South will join us as well because it is a, a province wide conference championship. So um, you know we'll see some teams that we haven't seen yet, but uh, I think the real big focus that we have had as a as a program throughout the entire year is is worrying about the things that we have control over. and uh, that's that's a you know a generic topic that we've used a lot and we come back to a lot to make sure that we have control and take control over the things that we uh, that we should. And then uh, I think we put ourselves in a very good spot to, uh, to defend our championship and, and you know do it twice in a row.
0: So for those who may not know, what is futsal and how does it played differently than uh, regular soccer?
3: Well, it's a, it's a very quickly growing sport. It, it's originated in, in the Latin Americans and, and Spanish speaking countries. So it's quite large in, in countries like Spain, Portugal and Europe. As well as Eastern Europe, which is which is interesting. Uh, obviously, a colder climate, so places like Ukraine, Russia, um, they've been playing the sport for quite some time, just to uh, you know to, to compensate for the the weather, similar like what we have in Canada. But then it's also a really big uh, uh, sport in in South and Central America, and then you know places like Brazil, Argentina, kind of ruled the, the the World Cup of the, the sport of futsal, let's say. And um, it's it's four against four plus a goalie, so five players on a team in in general. Um the surface, just similar to soccer, we are given a minimum and a maximum size, but the average size is, is slightly bigger than a, than a basketball court. So it's a condensed space that uh that forces a lot of touches on the ball and a lot of um, you know, interaction with the players because there's no real space to hide. So it's a high technical game. Um it's very fast, it's very entertaining to watch. It's very similar to, to hockey in many aspects because of how quickly it's played and, and uh the shorter amount of space. Um, so it's, it's a really good supplement for us to to work on our technical and, and technical uh, you know, knowledge of the sport um, because it's in such a small space with no time on the ball, no time to make a lot of decisions. Uh, so it translates over really well into our soccer season as well.
0: So what's recruiting like for futsal? Because I noticed uh, ros- on the rosters a uh, good amount of international talent on, on both sides.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like, we, we don't actively recruit for just, the, the sport of futsal alone. So we're, we're moving our rosters from, from soccer, which is the main focus for us because it has a national championship, of course. Um, so that is the main focus for us. Um, but, you know, as, as a, a, you know, a product of, of Brazil or, or Peru or some of the other places that we recruit out of, a lot of these guys and, and girls have played it their whole life. So it's obviously a very natural transition for them. Uh, to go back into the sport that they played a lot especially when they were younger um, as a lot of countries use futsal as a as a development tool which Canada is now one of them a lot of our, our youth now in the winters play futsal instead of an, an indoor soccer format so um, you know, of course for them that transition is easier but on a recruiting basis we really focus on, on soccer and yeah we recruit coast to coast in Canada as well as across the whole
0: world So what do you hope your groups take away from Championship Weekend regardless of the outcome?
3: Uh, well, I, again, it's that trend of, of worrying about the things that we've control over. I think that's a skill that, uh, that is going to translate, not just in our sport, but also in, 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 you know, these young adult lives, whether that's for school or, or just general life, you know, as we, as we move on from college, I think mean, it's something that a lot of people struggle with to, to worry about things that they have control over and, and let go of some of those things that they, that they don't. Um, so of course that's something that we always do, but, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for me is, is you know, winning is great, um, but we've got to make sure that we find success no matter what. So, the whole year we we work through um, different things that hopefully build some skills within them for for life after college. Um, you know, some of these kids might be might be fortunate enough to to play professionally for a few years. Uh, others may, you know, just go into a career and and start a family and and do some other things and it's really important to us that we make sure we build some of those skills where they're going to find success no matter what that next step is. And, um, you know, it's a common theme in, in what we do here at Huskies Athletics in general. It's not just our teams. And, uh, you know, I think we, we've done a pretty good job at building a athletics program that, you know, the kids win no matter what, even if the results don't don't get there on the field or on the court. Um, we win in many different ways when it comes to community or, or developing you know, good young adults that that can move on here and find success,
0: and maybe talk about you know having university level futsal in Fort McMurray is it certainly doesn't. It certainly feels like something that uh, doesn't exist everywhere, uh, especially when it comes to remote locations like Fort McMurray.
3: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's something that we're we're growing here. So one of my assistant coaches, um, he is the uh, grassroots coordinator here, so he looks after all of the. The younger kids, uh, house league soccer and, and futsal. And, uh, you know, for a few years now, he's really been pushing the futsal component, which has been really well received here in the community. Um, you know, again, it's, it's an entertaining game to watch because there's a lot of action in comparison to, to what your typical 11v11 11 11 might be for, for, for soccer and outdoor. You know that's uh, for some people an acquired taste, but for futsal, generically, everybody has has an interest in it because it's entertaining and it's uh, a great way to develop the the skill of the of the kids on the ball and it translates really well into the outdoor game if they do move that way. So I think as a, as a community here, it's been great. We've been growing it. Um, it's it's somewhat exploded. We've got massive numbers uh, in in the leagues that we run here for futsal with with our assistant coaches. So. Um, you know, it's been great, and of course, here with the weather being the way it is, we we can't really count on it being warm and sunny all the time. So, uh, you know, we have a very valuable sport that that still develops these players year-round um, that we can play no matter what the weather's like outside.
0: And you did mention. I'm glad you did mention the uh, local leagues that are put on by your assistant coaches. Uh, there's also Fort McMurray players uh, on rosters uh, both sides. So for kids listening to this, uh, what are some things you're looking for uh, in soccer players to recruit for Keanu?
3: Yeah, I mean we've been we've been fortunate to to get some of the talent that's local here to to not just be part of a program but also have an impact in our program, and and we're continuing that. We're hoping to add a couple more players. To um, you know, for for this upcoming season, and uh, you know, a big part for me is is players that are willing to buy in. You know, skill and all that. Of course, it it, it needs to be there because we do play at a very high level. Both our programs are are nationally ranked almost every single year, and uh, you know, and are considered at the top of the of their game in in their respective sports in the whole country. So. Of course there's some expectations when it comes to the level of play which can be challenging obviously being in a northern rural community cuz getting gaining exposure and, and getting high level competition it always involves a lot of travel which is unfortunately a barrier for some people that you know they they simply can't get over so you know the the skill and and those kind of things are are things that we look for but they're not necessarily something that um you know we we live and die by uh, you know a large part of it is you know what can you offer outside of that are you willing to buy into to everything that we do uh do you have the ability to push through some adversity so that you know you're still buying in, even if it's not convenient to do that in that moment um you know there's a lot of things like that that we look at as well and we we try to engage with the the community here and with those kids to to find that to to find out a little bit more about them than just uh the player on the field you know where they come from what their motivations are you know what their end goal is and and we try and help wherever we can so um you know we've had some kids that have come in that uh, may have not had all the skill but they have the work rate and they have the buy-in and uh you know that's where myself and the other coaches are are very comfortable and and, and confident in our abilities to be able to bring something out of these players that they can uh, you know still become effective and and you know also in a short amount of time at our level so um, you know, it, it's been a lot of fun doing that. You know, we we've picked up some players that maybe on on first sight, uh, maybe shouldn't belong at our level, if you if you want to call it bluntly, and if some people would look at it, uh, but they've worked out great because their their mindset is there. They have that natural ability, and we've been able to to kind of nurture that and develop it to uh, to a level where they can play at our level.
0: Neil Slotboom, the head coach for both men's and women's soccer and futsal. Thank you so much for your time, and uh, best of luck during championship weekend.
3: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: That's our show for today. big thank you to my guests for joining us on today's edition of Fort McMurray Matters. We'll have another great show planned for you tomorrow, so stay tuned for that. Thank you for listening to Fort McMurray Matters. I'm Ryan McNally. Have a good day.